It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome into the Sun Sports Podcast Network. This is Sports on Tap, and you are listening to a pre-recorded show of Sant Live. That being said, with George and Sammy Jorjour, the best brothers in sports. Give us a listen today. You can also find us live on Facebook.com slash Live. That's S-O-N-T Live. Every single day at 2 p.m. Pacific time. You can find us here on SoundCloud or on Apple Podcasts. Just type in Salt Live. I hope you enjoy. Every single day is something new and something different. Enjoy the show and please subscribe to the podcast. One more mic needs to be turned on, and we will be off and ready to go. Welcome in to Sant Live. You are watching That Being Said with George and myself, Sammy Jorjour. This is Sports on Tap, and this is episode 432 of Sant Live. Today is our first Friday morning show, and we're going to call it from here on. Not so casual Fridays. It's a new thing we're doing here. We know everybody gets off work a little earlier on Fridays. Want to go hit the happy hour. So we're not doing afternoon shows on Fridays anymore. We are doing morning shows, 10 a.m. Pacific time. And we're calling it Not So Casual Fridays where we dress up a little more and try something new. Welcome in. I'm your co-host, Sammy Georgeur. And I'm George Georgeur. We're coming at you live and direct from the Sant Live Studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Thank you for tuning in today. Whether it be on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube.com slash Sports. Sammy, can you tell the fine folks at home what this might be? This is Sports Radio Redefined. Welcome in and happy Friday, everybody. Hope everyone's excited for the weekend. I hope everyone's excited to watch the last game of the NBA Finals tonight. It is a good day to be alive. And we had a couple comments. Nate Dixon said, feeling my baseline. We know why. And Jacob West said, best entry music. Of course. It really is. Because thank you to Jacob West, who is the intro music baseline. Amazing song. Don't forget to check out SantShop.com. That's S-O-N-T shop.com where you can get all your Sant gear, all your baseball, basketball, football gear. Really cool, trendy type of stuff. We also have the GOAT collection, which a lot of people will like. I know where you can represent your player and your team colors at, and pick who you have as the GOAT. But, George, welcome into Not So Casual Friday. Hey, welcome in, man. Uh, how you doing today? Doing great. So, <laughs> there's a lot of things going on, obviously. It's the last day of the NBA Finals. Last night we had the Stanley Cup. A whole bunch of things going on. Right. And I, I wanna, um, I, I'm going to break some news on this show right here, right now. Talk to a guy. He works in valet at a unnamed hotel in uh, Los Angeles, and he said that uh, LeBron James is for sure going to LA. And as uh, a classic joke in America right now, I would say fake news. Oh no, it's not fake news. It is fake news. I'm sure so, I, I can find a valet who said that. Oh, uh, I'm sure I can. I can find. I can say it myself, and it's not real news either. <laughs> so we do have a lot of NBA free agency free agency stuff going on yeah. in the NBA. Um, and I'm going to start off with a couple less important ones and then get to the more important ones, and all we'll right. get to that. Um, I'm kind of over-talking about L.A. right now because we talked about it all day yesterday. No, same here. <laughs> so let's start off with the lesser of news. Yesterday, DeAndre Jordan, has there was a report that he has told multiple players around the NBA and on his own organization that he wants to go sign with the Rockets this offseason. Hmm. Now, obviously, it's kind of weird to do that before – the season was really even over to be telling right. people that. Can players tamper? Probably not, really. He can say whatever the hell yeah. he wants. Like, it doesn't really matter. LeBron can come out today before an NBA Finals and say, I want to sign in L.A. What's the difference? I don't know. I'm just wondering <laughs> if, like, if there's any like rules behind that. Yeah, no. I mean, obviously obviously not. You can't really, I think you can't manage players talking to each other. Like, yeah, good point. So we have 
uh, DeAndre Jordan saying he wants to go to the Rockets, which obviously is a very interesting topic because I think it all comes down to if Clint Capella resigns with the Rockets. Also, is DeAndre Jordan going to take less money? And last but not least, I thought Chris Paul and the rest of his teammates weren't really best of buds. Yeah, I, that's what I thought too. And there's a lot of different factors, like you said here, with this story. One, if DeAndre Jordan signs with the Houston Rockets, does that mean that they're out of the LeBron James sweepstakes? Two, does that also mean they are um, not going to resign Clint Capella? Three, does that mean someone's going to take less money? Because, I mean, for them to do that, they have to get rid of Eric Gordon or Ryan Anderson. You can't have three max guys on this team. I mean, that was the thing with LeBron James without getting rid of a few pieces. So there's just a lot of moving parts to this. But to me, if I was the Houston Rockets, okay, DeAndre Jordan wants to sign with you. So what? I, I mean, wouldn't you rather sign Clint Capella? Uh, not if it's for, the, for around the same price or oh, less. Oh, really? I think Clint Capella being a young, is a younger, more skilled DeAndre Jordan. Well, he's not a better rebounder. No, not he's better not a better re- defender. And those are kind of the two most important things for a big man in his spot with a team like the Houston Rockets. I mean... Clint Capella might be a little bit better of a free throw shooter. Um, but defensively, DeAndre Jordan's finished in multiple top five or top 10 defensive player of the year votings, averages more rebounds, shoots the highest percentage in the NBA from field goal percentage in the 60% range. There's a reason DeAndre Jordan's been an uh, all-star. In that right, game. absolutely. But I just think, what's the age difference there, about six or seven years? Maybe something like that, but that's yeah. the Rockets aren't worried about Seven years from now. No, they're not. But, I mean, just the wear and tear on his body. I think Clint I, – I don't know. I just think Clint Capella is a better option than DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan's 29. 29. So he's a little younger than I expected. But, yeah, I mean, they're about – to me, they're about the same guy. DeAndre Jordan might be a little bit better right now. But I think Clint Capella has the opportunity to be better offensively than DeAndre Jordan. But, like you said, the Houston Rockets lack – I don't lack defense. But I guess that's really one of their major – Concerns that they want to get better at, so maybe. But Clint Capella's a good defender too. That is not one of their major concerns. I mean, I'm sorry to say that, like so straight up. But I mean, they were seventh best defensive team in the NBA. This but you year, know what so I mean by their, their concerns? Like that's what they. I mean, they have all the offensive power. I mean, the only place they don't need to really improve offensively, they can improve defensively. They yeah, can. I mean, they're still top five defense so for that second half of the year when Chris Paul was healthy, and they were top defense in the playoffs and the top right. offensive in the playoffs. I think. For them, it's more about money and situational things than like, oh, are we worrying about offense or defense? I mean, I think Daryl Morey said it better than anyone else mm-hmm. as a GM, and I actually really respect what Daryl Morey's been saying. He said, if you are not a team that's trying to beat the Warriors, that means you're a team that doesn't care about winning. And that's, that's very true. That's the truth, and he's the guy that cares about beating the Warriors. And for me, the reason I say this DeAndre Jordan, I would take him over Clint Capella for these next couple of years is Clint Capella's looking probably for a round of max, right? So we're talking a uh, yeah, five-year, hundred-something million dollar guy. If you can get DeAndre Jordan, who has two two years remaining with his player option, mm-hmm. you can have him for two years, twenty-two million. I would take DeAndre Jordan, who averages twelve points a game, fifteen rebounds, and is two-time first-team All Defense, a two-time All-Star. For me, that's better fit for a twenty-nine-year-old James Harden and a thirty-three-year-old Chris Paul for a two-year span to try to beat the Warriors than to have. Sign Clint Capella to a five-year max. Once Clint Capella is getting near his end of his max, we're talking about like a 34-year-old James Harden, a 37-year-old Chris Paul. Are we really probably competing for championships against the Warriors at this point? I'm going to assume not. So I would rather have James Harden on my team if I was the Rockets over Clint Capella. But I do think Clint Capella has a longer future. I just think the Rockets are in a win-now situation more than a five-year, six-year term type of thing. No, interesting take. I just I, I feel the opposite. Interesting. Uh, next, we have Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan are both on the trade market because anybody, anybody's on the trade market for the Toronto Raptors. Yeah. The Raptors have said that they are open to dealing anybody in on the roster, and I am a big fan of that. I, I'm so am I. Here's and here's what the let's go back to Daryl Morey just for one moment. Like what I was saying is the reason I love what Daryl Morey said is if you're not trying to compete with the Warriors, 100%. Then you're not trying to compete at all. And I think if you're a team like the Raptors, if I was the GM of the Raptors, I would look at myself and say, "Can we compete with the Warriors?" Because that's the only. You, there's two gauges right now. If you're in the East, you have to say LeBron, and then you have to say the Warriors. If you're in the West, you got to say the Warriors, and then maybe you consider LeBron. 
if you somehow get past the Warriors. Yes. But if you're in the East, first of all, you can't get past LeBron. And if, let's say, LeBron even goes East, could you even make it to a finals and compete against the Warriors? If not, and this is as solid as your team can get, maybe it's the right thing to do to blow it up. Yeah, I, I think you might be absolutely right. Maybe you just blow it all up and start over. Maybe even tank for a year or go get assets, go get draft picks, go get a young guy, rebuild the team. Because at the end of the day, the reason you play this game is not to get the first seed in the Eastern Conference and lose in the Eastern Conference Finals. The reason you play this game is to get to NBA Finals and win NBA championships. And, I mean, the Toronto Raptors have already, I mean, as a franchise, they're one of the youngest franchises, I think, in the NBA, if not the youngest after expansion. Um Maybe the Bobcats and now the Hornets are a little bit younger as a franchise. But other than that, I think it's Toronto, Memphis, Oklahoma City, if you want to consider them expansion. Now, for them, they've already taken all the necessary steps as a franchise. They've been the number one seed. They've been to Eastern Conference Finals. They've been to semifinals. They've had all-stars. They've had Vince Carter as a superstar. The one thing they haven't achieved yet is getting to that next step, which is getting to an NBA Finals, winning an NBA championship. And... Frankly, as Canada's only team, that's really important to the country of Canada. They represent the whole entire damn country. So for them, if they want to take the next step of the franchise, grow themselves, and take the right steps, you got to blow it up and rebuild because this team's not going to win the NBA championship. The only part I disagreed about right there is when you're talking about when it comes to the, to the country of Canada. Yeah. When it comes to the country of Canada, you do not blow it up, actually, because... This is the best team they've ever had in the history of the NBA, in their time of the NBA. They've never had a team that's been a number one seed. They never had a team that even made it Eastern Conference Finals before this. They've literally been a team that's that's kind of been in the ruts or right. always had one kind of good player or players leave them. This is the first time they've had a guy had two guys that are pretty good all stars and they've won fifty something games and were a number one seed. Their biggest problem was LeBron James, right? Um, but that's why if we're considering the country of Canada and their support, I think the worst thing to do is blow it up when you have a really good team right now. But, but are they really, like, what's your definition of really good team? I mean, next, the number one seed in but, the NBA. But next year, would they be the, if let's say they kept this team together well, what, and let's say LeBron stays in the East, where are they next season? They're somewhere between the one and four seed. Probably I'd say they'd be, they're not as good as the Celtics or not as good as wherever LeBron plays. Maybe the three seed, but Toronto's coming up. I mean, there's so many. I mean, Philadelphia. Philadelphia's coming up, sorry. And then you got the Greek freak in there who's going to just take the next step. I don't know how good Milwaukee will really be, but if they get a. We keep it, saying he's going to take the next step. He, he's we're, kind I'm, of taking the next step. I'm assuming he's taking the next step and they have a comp competent head coach. I, Toronto could fall all the way down to the fifth seed and with Indiana even down to the sixth seed. Yeah, no, I, I feel that. I'm, yeah. ju I'm just talking about. I, I agreed with everything you said, minus the part where we're considering the country of Canada. Because yeah. when you consider the country of Canada, you don't want to blow it up because they have a really good support base for a good team. Whether or not you like the word good team or not, we know Toronto's a good team. They were the number oh, yeah, one seed in the team. East this year. If it wasn't for LeBron James, they probably would have beat whoever they faced in that second round. If it was the Pacers, yeah. let's say, they probably would have beat the Pacers this year and been an Eastern Conference Finals team. For all I know, they were good enough to make an NBA Finals in the East. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't for LeBron James, they were good enough to compete for one at least. Okay, fair and enough. so for the country of Canada, if that's your only team, I, I'm sure if you ask anybody right now in Canada that's a diehard Toronto Raptors fan, like a casual fan won't care that much. But a diehard fan would probably want them to be good again next year instead of blowing it up because you blow it up. You also never know when you blow it up. The hardest part of the NBA is if you don't have a good or a great GM like a Danny Ainge or a... I mean, I was going to say the Sixers, but there's been a lot of teams. Even the Sixers, they've they've only hit at, on two of like their well, like 15. <laughs> yeah, and the Celtics have hit on a lot of role players, but they've so far, as of right now, uh, like Jason Tames, the only one that looks like he's going to be a superstar. Mm -hmm. Jalen Brown might be an all-star, but they've also it, had Gordon like, Hayward has injuries. Kyrie Irving, I mean, has injuries. Yeah, but they didn't draft them. Oh, okay. You're talking I'm talking about like what the GM has but done. Still, just putting things together. The GM does make the trades and he puts things together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I'm just talking about when you blow things up because yeah. nobody's. If Toronto blows it up, they're not going to get free agents in the next couple of years. It's going to yeah, be a long time of because you haven't had a you haven't had a major free agent sign in Canada. Even when the team's good, yeah, so, unless re-sign. I mean, yeah. Lowry re-signed. Yeah, but we've Canada. never had a major free agent sign 
line there, even yeah. when the team's no, good that's right a good now. Point. So, so their blowout process actually would take a lot longer. They have event. to hit on another like DeRozan and Lowry type, and right. hope they're even better to ever be better than they are now. Which so, is v- pretty hard. Pretty hard. That's why even teams like it's hard for like the Memphis Grizzlies to blow up Marcus and Mike Conley because that's a team that's made it to a Western Conference yeah, Finals. And then and what's the alternative? The alternative is. You're the Orlando the hope, Magic. Yeah, hope you don't get stuck with Mario Herzonias and Anthony Bennett's of the world and the Dario or the uh, Milicek's of the world. Right? It's, no, no, it's a good point. It's it's, it's, it's kind of hard. That's why, like, sometimes I don't envy these GMs and things because at the end of the day, it's a hard decision. Yeah, I know we're good and I know we can compete, but I also know we can't win a championship. But to get the right and necessary players to win a championship is a really hard thing to do. I mean. Just go look at the Western Conference in general, just the West since 2000. I think you've had the Lakers, Lakers, Mavericks twice, Spurs, Warriors. Has anyone else made it? <laughs> since what year? Since I think 2000. Since 2000? Yeah, I think you had the Mavericks twice. Oh, OKC made it once. OKC made it. That's what I think in, other than that, it's been Lakers, Spurs, Warriors. Lakers, Spurs, where there's been a lot more teams than that. There's no I, way for 18 years it's 14. I swear it's been OKC Dallas. The Lakers have won or Spurs have won five, lost a couple. Yeah. Lakers have won like five, lost a couple. couple. Dallas has lost one, one and went one to, to oh, another one. OKC, OKC. I'm gonna give give her each of us and 10 then the seconds. Warriors. Dun, 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 dun. No, just guess. No, there's not. That's it. I don't think there's been any. Uh-huh. NBA Finals matchups. And then in the that East, might be the only ones. In the East, it's like the Celtics, the Magic made it once, and LeBron. Toronto's never made it. I mean, nope. uh, I mean, sorry, Portland's never made it. I'm looking at the players over there we have on that board. Okay, so it's 2000. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to read this out to you. Lakers, I'm going to go even back to 99. Spurs, Lakers, 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 Spurs. Lakers, Spurs, Mavericks, Spurs, Lakers, 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 Mavericks, Thunder, Spurs, Spurs, Warriors, 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 Warriors. So literally nobody. Okay, and then even go to the East since 08. Since and, 2008. And don't say teams and say LeBron if LeBron was on the okay. team. Okay, Celtics, Magic, Celtics. LeBron, 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 LeBron. Like, AKA, if you don't hit on one person or one free agent, it's pretty hard to make the finals anyways, which was my whole point about when you said the city of Canada. Like, I'm like, well, the country, sorry, the country of Canada, they don't want to blow it up because they know. You know what? Fuck it. Don't blow it. No one's going to make, you know what? Fuck this whole thing. It's going to be a LeBron versus Golden State product. Yeah. If this whole parody thing, come on. (laughs) Let's really think about it. You just heard that. Like, there's no one's competing in NBA. Toronto, keep it together. Sell some tickets. I love it. <laughs> All right. We got two more free agency topics, George, before we move on. But I'm going to get to some comments. Uh, right. And then we'll get the rest of the free agency comments. Um, Igno Pazugunda says hi. Hello. What's up, Ingo? Queen Kiera. The hashtag queen, emoji queen. No, it's the hashtag queen emoji princess. Emoji princess said you guys are... On the on emoji on early and then a cool emoji in the hard eyes. I love it, but I need a little bit of hashtagging this morning. This is our Friday. For those that don't know, if you didn't know, we're coming on today early. We're doing 10 a.m. Pacific times, early morning Friday shows, and we call it Not So Casual Fridays, where we're going to be dressed up a little more. Sometimes we'll be wearing a tie, sometimes just a blazer like this with a t shirt, sometimes a mix. We just want to change this up. Um, I think we kind of find it fun on Fridays. Most people's week end a little early. Yep. Even us, we usually want to kind of get to, like today. You got a game at six o'clock. We try to go home a little earlier. You know, you have a beverage, have a smoke, whatever you do as a person. And chain weekend. Sammy's gonna be chain smoking cigarettes all night tonight after LeBron James is eliminated. I will not. I'm actually <laughs> hoping they lose tonight. So I'm rooting for the Warriors. Drew said, "What up, fellas? I'm of Jordan. I think Capella will be better than Jordan. He fits their system better. The key word there is will." Yeah, I also think he will be a long-term better player. I just think for a two-year span to win a championship right now, I would take DeAndre Jordan. But they both suck at free throws, which is the problem anyway. I, I so. actually think he'll be better by next season. I, uh, but, but you have to remember, I do not like DeAndre Jordan as a basketball player. I don't like any of these bigs right now yeah. for this NBA That's good platform because too. you're playing against the Warriors. You can't hit a free throw. I can't have you in in the fourth quarter anyway. 100%. And I just want to shout out Drew uh, King. Uh, it's been a while since he's uh, been on the show. I know he's in school, so he's probably, I don't know if it's summer vacation. Well, no, it's May, 
right? Or is it it's June, June right now? George. It's June right now. So you might be on summer vacation. So welcome back to the show, man. Hello. Drew says, if the Cavs could get DeRozan, does LeBron stay? And actually, this is one thing I've, I've mentioned off the show, I think, to you before. Mm -hmm. I said, DeRozan would be a good fit in Cleveland with LeBron. I don't know if I said it to you or my friend last night. I was, I was hanging out with a friend last night. I might have said that. I, that would actually be a good compliment to LeBron because his three-point shooting got a lot better this year. Now, the question is, he obviously is a little flaky in the playoffs. That's what I was going to say. That's the one reason. Like, Please, it's enough, okay, Sammy? Don't give me any more flaky guys in the playoffs with LeBron. Yeah, but the pro I don't know if he's flaky because he goes against LeBron because it's the only times he's been flaky. It's also a great point. So <laughs> it's a really tough situation. But, but will LeBron's presence in the building remake? George, who's not flaky in the playoffs outside of right now the, the two people, two teams we just talked about, the LeBron teams, a.k.a. LeBron, and the Warriors? Who's not been flaky? You think the Rockets are flaky. Yeah, but Chris Paul's you think not flaky. He shows up to play. Okay, but... Then he gets hurt, he, so he is but, Okay, flaky. for you, he's not flaky, but he has a... Some people call him a choker. That he, uh, yeah. Right? He's underachieved. The Okay, maybe um, maybe what's his name? Scary uh, Terry's not a choker. Sure, but Boston's underachieved. Not underachieved, but they've been stuck in the LeBron yeah. saga for, the long time, for a long time also. Paul George, Russell Westbrooks, all these guys have kind of been less than we expected outside of a LeBron James team. That's a great point. And the Warriors. And point. apparently the Spurs and Lakers for the last 20 years. I know. So, Isn't that the saddest thing you've ever, like, read? Like, there's literally no parody. Yes and no. So I think the parody that I don't like, um, I don't like the lack of parody when it came to this Kevin Durant situation. I think that's been pretty obvious and apparent. Uh, we've talked about this yesterday. Like, Chris Bosh was on TV yesterday saying, like, I'm not going to watch game four. Yeah. People are like, yeah, it's not even interesting. I don't like that kind of lack of parody. But I think when it's something like the San Antonio Spurs, where every few years for 20 years they were in there, yeah. like – You'd have two years without the Spurs in there, and then two years with them. They they didn't have a team that was so stupidly dominant where it was impossible. Yeah, at least the Lakers and them would – you kind of knew as Lakers and Spurs are going to be playing each other in the Western Conference Finals. Winner goes to the finals. At least you had that. And then in the, not like and from it, the beginning of the season, I say I know for sure who's in the finals. Yeah, but not just that. And at least And in the finals, I mean, if you go look at those finals – yeah, you had the Spurs. They lost a few finals. You had the Lakers. They lost a few finals. The Pistons won one. The uh, Boston Celtics got one. The I mean, there's been a lot of different teams that actually won NBA finals. Very so, true. Yeah. Um, Devin said, yo, this is cool. Looking slick, fellas. Shout out. Drew said, why blow it up if they think LeBron leaves? I want to wait and see what LeBron does his offseason. Then go from there. That's another good point. That's why I would not blow it up. If I'm the Raptors, because if LeBron leaves to the West, I'm telling you, this team, I know we're all so hyped on Philly, who's still super, super too young. young. Too young. And Joel Embiid still can get hurt very easily. And we're hyped on Boston. Kyrie Irving has horrible knees. And they're really, they're really good, talented coach, but they don't necessarily have their full – they have a foundation, but they don't know – they haven't like inked in their foundation, yeah. you know, like they haven't laid out, but they don't know where exactly everything's going to lay out uh, or everything's going to Boston. Like, yeah. They have their foundation yeah. pieces. They just don't know how it's going to shape out. I, I just really like how that team is built. I think they'll be in the NBA championship next year. Yeah. yeah but that's not what I'm saying about how it's built or not built. Yeah, they still don't know. Like you today, we don't know who's going to be the guy for Boston next year. No, but it could be Gordon Hayward and it could be Kyrie Irving. Or and it, it could, could be, be nobody. I mean, they might that change the way that. the NBA – they might be one of the first. Like, kind of like the uh, Detroit Pistons back in – and that's the only – they kind of had a guy. Their scorer was Rip Hamilton. They had their big men controlling the paint, and they had a true point guard in Chauncey Bellows. That's Bellos, true. But, they, they had their even, score. Even you look like – you look at, like, the San Antonio Spurs. Everyone would say that's not, like, a super superstar-led team. But, like, Tim Duncan – did average like 28 and 15 in some finals. Like he was their superstar, even though it's not a flashy way of doing it. Like, no, Tim Duncan is a super. Yeah. But this star. is where if, if Boston's going to go to the finals, they're going to have to have their guy. Do they really though? How about if LeBron goes West? Still going to have to have a guy to lead them through the playoffs. Can I mean, they be what like team, the Detroit Pistons? That Pistons team had their guy. They had five all-stars. They had four all-stars. Four, four all-stars. And, the guy, was guy, I thought they're, you said Richard Hamilton. I'd say I said their Wallace. score was Richard Hamilton. Their guy, their leader of their team was Chauncey Billups. Yeah, their leader was. But no one, I don't think anyone on that team averaged more than 18 points a game. I'm not sure. But they, they had their guys. I mean, like, we, there was – I'm sure they had – this is kind of my point. 
It's going to be like that team. There is going to be half. There's going to have to be somebody that's solidified as a leader. There's going to have to be somebody that's their score in their, these certain situations. In the crunch time situations. Yeah, like you can't just say forever. Like even the Golden State Warriors, their best games are when they, when you see, we, we read this stat. When Steph Curry is the leading scorer of the Warriors, they win 90% of their games. Otherwise, they win 68. 68 yeah. Which you saw the other day because, you know, Cleveland's obviously a little bit undermanned. I don't think it's, you know, we've talked about it. It's not as crazy as people try to make it right. to be, but they're a little undermanned. So when Durant scores 40-something, yeah, it's enough to overcome it. That's the Great. 68%. But they have uh, they have their guy in Kyrie or Hayward or whoever this is. So they're going to have to find one that they can kind of count on the most. When he's leading our team, that's what our team's best at. You can be good where it's kind of on and off like the Warriors, but the Warriors know in time of like, it's a game seven, who's their guy? I mean, usually, unless Curry's on fire, it's Durant. To get the ball to and run the offense through. Yeah, but Steph Curry's their guy. Yeah, but Steph Curry's their guy. But see what I mean? We, we even disagree on it sometimes. Yeah, but this is also a team that has the two of the last four, or three of the last four MVPs in the yeah. league. So it's a little different than a hurt Kyrie Irving coming off injury, Gordon Hayward, uh, second-year Jason Tatum. And Jalen Brown. And, and the third-year Jalen Brown. And Terry Rozier. It's just, yeah. I mean, it's different it than is different. It having is. two super-duper top 15, top 20 players of all time. Like, you can trade off a little bit. You're still going to have to – what if Kyrie wants the ball more? What are you going to do? Who are you running the office for? Well, if Kyrie, Kyrie fucking didn't want to be with LeBron because he wanted the ball more, and he wanted the super-duper star. Do we know that? We don't know if he wanted the ball more or he just wanted – Less pressure. I don't know. Who knows what Kyrie really wanted? I. It's just. I think they can make it work at the end of the day, even if they don't have a solidified go-to score. Yeah, I. I didn't say they're not going to make it work. I'm just saying every team has their guy. Everyone, yeah, every team has their leader. Who's yes. the leader of the Celtics today? I've said, they don't. I don't necessarily think they have to have their leader is actually Brad Stevens. I think they have. If you were telling me the, who's the most important piece on the Boston Celtics, I'm going to say Brad Stevens over and over again. I think he's the best coach in the league. Uh, I'll, maybe great. They do Popper. need a leader on the court, though. They'll have a vocal leader on the court. Yeah, I don't that, this is my point. They've never. I don't. I don't know where we're disagreeing here because not, I'm, I'm not you, disagreeing with you. I just don't, I'm saying the same thing you are. I'm saying to make an NBA Finals, they're going to have to figure out who their solidified leader is because they've never. They have four. Five top-notch players, Horford, yeah. Brown, Tatum, Kyrie, and Hayward, mm -hmm. never all played together. So, like, right. Once they, they start playing together, don't you think naturally someone will take over that? Yeah, but still? sometimes there's teams that are put together that don't work out as great as we thought they do, and they're all... No, that's very true. I just I feel like with their head coach that they'll be able to figure that out. I think he'll put them in the right situations where naturally someone will become that leader on the court and take the, you know, get the ball when it's crunch time and you need a basket. Yeah, I just think we need to pump the brakes. Kind of same thing I said about Philly this year. We thought Philly was – everyone – Philly all of a sudden was the NBA champion, you know, yeah. when after the first round. But, I like, there's still a lack of experience sometimes that oh, comes into play. William King said, nice jackets, guys. You all dressed for, the, for tonight's funeral? But, um, <laughs> uh, you know I'm rooting for the Warriors, William. Come on, man. I'm actually rooting for the Warriors today, too, because it's kind of pointless if LeBron wins and then we have to watch a game five. And, and then cover if he, a game five. Even if he wins, I mean, we're going to watch a pointless game six or seven. That's not going to get even to get to seven. So. And it reminds me of the Seattle Supersonics in 1996. They went down 3-0 to the Bulls, and then they won game five, four and five, and then... Like, you get excited. Like, not, I mean, and people just kind of were waiting, like, oh, it's today the champ last game. Like... No one actually really believed they were going to come back and win because no one's ever done it before. Yeah, I, I just I know I know there's no chance for LeBron to win this series, and I don't want him to anymore because at this point he has way better excuse to leave or make some moves in Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, he can he has more leverage. As bad as the series go, he has more leverage with Cleveland or with whatever his decision is to leave. So at this point, if KD is going to choose to ruin the NBA, then ruin it and then now LeBron has more leverage to kind of make a pick with nobody criticizing him. I mean, this is not going to be like 2008. This is not going to be like 2014. Agree with this you is right going to be 2018 where everybody in the NBA is like, "Well, Kevin Durant did go to Golden State, so I can't necessarily blame LeBron for having to make him." I I couldn't agree with you more here. 
Yeah, because, I mean, let's be real. In 2008 or 2010, sorry, when he left to Miami, you could have made the argument like, man, you're you're right there with the Celtics. No team had like... You're still young. Yeah, and no team had a super-duper-duper team. I and mean, not just that. And you have, you're you uh, leaving your home city of Cleveland or Akron. But the problem with that this now, you can't say this, he delivered to Akron and Cleveland and to the Ohio region what he promised to deliver when he resigned there, an NBA championship. They haven't had a championship in any major sports since the 1940s. And all of a sudden, they, he came in. He won them a championship. I think all would be forgiven in a in a snap of a finger if he leaves, because I think people will understand why he's leaving. Yep, that's how I feel. Drew said, "I think they should try one more year and see how OG develops as a defender and try to get PG or Covington or maybe Kawhi to try to stop the bleeding of LeBron." They are not getting any of those guys in Toronto. Just letting you know yeah, because it's just not can't. happening. He said, "School and work, fellas. Missed you guys. Thanks for tuning in today." Queen Kira said, uh, he said funeral. So RIP to Anthony Bourdain. Hashtag celebrity chef. I know. Um, oh. Sad news. Anthony Bourdain did commit suicide today. This is in a week of Kate Spade. Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain. Um, kind of tells a lot about stuff that, you know, money cannot. Only, it's not the only thing that brings people happiness, money and fame. So. Make sure you hold tight to your loved ones. And if they do want to talk about something, listen. If anybody ever tells you that they're feeling down, listen, encourage people, and always be nice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, some people go through things, and I just, like Sammy said, money and fame, that's not what makes people happy necessarily. Um, and if anyone ever has problems or feels something, don't internalize it. Go ask for help. Exactly. Devin said, if you're a true basketball player, you'll understand. This offseason, true basketball fan, you'll understand this offseason might be the biggest one ever. It's what I've been waiting for. Drew said, same. And what do you guys think the Cavs do this offseason? Do they trade eight and Kevin for a better player or pick? They wait to see what happens with LeBron. <laughs> and what do you think happens with Kevin Love if LeBron James does decide to, uh, to leave? They might roll with it for one year and get a pick and see what happens. Do you think he's happy there, or do you think he'll ask for a trade? Well, probably he might ask for a trade, but they might just roll with him for a year. You know, I, I think not only should he not ask for a trade, and they should roll for him with him for a year. I, I really believe that Kevin Love is a good opportunity for him if LeBron James leaves to show that if he is still a superstar, if he can still put up a twenty-five ten, if he can still lead a team. I know he never won anything in Minnesota, but he was really young. But if he can show that he still has that skill set where he can drop 25 a night, he, he might get another really big contract once his contract ends and become you know a solidified guy or even a number two guy on a championship-level team. I agree. Devin said, if you're a true basketball fan, this will be the b biggest one ever. I reread this, but I'm re-emphasizing that because that is the truth. I mean, LeBron is definitely the, it's probably the biggest Dominant free agent asset ever. This this LeBron? Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, he's a... The last <laughs> LeBron didn't really have that many options. Yeah, what, the last what, LeBron was he was like signing in Miami or going back home. I mean, the LeBron before that... The LeBron before... The 28-year-old LeBron. Had no, no rings. Was He was a big asset, but he also had no rings. And he wasn't as... He wasn't this LeBron. Like we're talking yeah, LeBron but, James. But this that LeBron had many more years left for sure. Well, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. The three biggest uh, free agent acquisitions of my lifetime, or three biggest free agent guys in my lifetime, are LeBron, uh, the other LeBron, and, and this LeBron. LeBron Part Three. So whatever it is, like whether this is the biggest one or the first one or the second one, it's LeBron James. Yeah, and it's gonna be crazy. Queen Kier said, "You don't trade your best player after LeBron leaves for the West." I think George agrees with that. I do. Um, Drew said, true, but do they try to draft LeBron to LeBron's need or do they draft for the future? Because I like what the Heat did when they drafted Napier to try to keep him. That's a good question. You know who I think? They take whoever the best player on the board. Yeah. Like, I think if Michael Porter falls that far or Colin Sexton or whoever it is, you just, just take the best player on the board because – you can always do what you did with Andrew Wiggins, trade him for Kevin Love kind of thing, or figure something out if LeBron stays. Yeah, no, it's, I think you're absolutely right. And if whoever you draft, let's say LeBron does stay and says, I don't want this rookie, you can package him with something else and go get get another guy. Yeah, of course. Um, Queen Kier said the draft is less than two weeks. 
from here, wow, time flies. I have a question for you guys. What do you think about the draft being before free agency? In the NFL free agency event draft. I don't know. I kind of like it. I like it the opposite way because then you can know like, okay, I, we have these guys as targeted free agents. We didn't get them. Now it's a draft. We can fill our needs there. Yeah, but most teams have a pretty solidified team. Yeah, NBA. it's not like there's no 50 roster spots like the NBA. There's only, what, 14? Like the NFL. Yeah, right, yeah NFL. like Cavs know – like, okay, the Cavs know LeBron's an option and the teams that LeBron's going after. But, like, the Toronto Raptors right now, for example, they have who they have and they're going to trade who they can trade. But, like, most teams kind of have their solidified roster. They might add a piece. They might lose one piece. And, yeah, sometimes – in rare situations, that one piece is a big deal, like a LeBron or a yeah. Paul George leaving. But in most cases, teams kind of go into the that's what this is the biggest offseason in a long time. But we don't usually have offseasons like this where we have a lot of dominoes falling. No, that, no, that's a good point. Um, where are we at? Uh, we have Jacob West, aka it's Kit, saying, "Help! I'm stuck on Jacob's profile. I don't know why he's stuck on Jacob's uh, yeah, profile." I don't know. And he said, alternative universe. Horford is definitely the leader for Boston. You know what's funny, Sammy? We talked about Boston there and we named all their great players and we didn't even mention Al. I said Horford when I read about their five players. Hayward, Horford, Brown, Tatum, and can I remember I said five guys? That's right. You also say Hayward, Horford kind of sounds. Yeah, they do. But I don't consider them their leader like basketball wise. I can definitely see them the leader on the court. But he was their best player this year before. (laughs) After Kyrie got hurt. Yeah. But that's, I mean, good. There are two other better players, I think, got hurt too. But that's Horford true. might be better than, I don't know. I don't know either. Drew said, Queen, if I think LeBron leaves, then why keep Kev? They're going to want to move on and go for the future. She said, Miami was smart as a team. You got to exhaust every option to try to keep LeBron James. Cavs won't ever be the same without King James. Um, and Drew says, I think he stays and they can 100% build around LeBron. Here's my thing. This is the one thing I'm going to say about his free agency because we can move on to the topic about his free agency that I have. But he wouldn't he want, he'd love to stay in Cleveland, in his hometown. I think he's made it obvious he loves to be part of the Cleveland Cavaliers I, in Ohio. I agree with that. But something big would have to happen for him to stay, I think, at this point. like Something big as in like somehow Paul George calls him and he said, like, I'll come to Cleveland if you want. Something big like... Like there's a trade on the market that brings him a player of Kyrie's level of Kevin Love's level to add on of Paul George's level. He would love to be part of Ohio for the rest of his career. It'd be great for his legacy if he can stay there and win. But if there's no option to bring another superstar talent like a Paul George or a Chris Paul or a Kyrie back or whoever it is, he kind of has no reason to stay because winning is the number one option, I think, for LeBron James. Yeah. Um, I just think he might – His first of all, he, I, him and the owner, uh, I think the relationship might be even more strained before for him to go on with Rachel Nichols and say, say these things on TV and stuff. It seems like they don't – the relationship is already not very good, and now it's even worse. But number two – Wait, wait, from what he said? From him saying we have a great working relationship? A great well, – you don't say you have a great working relationship. He used to not answer questions about him. Okay. Now he's saying they have a great – that's better than it used to be. Yeah. I, I, I think when you say I have a great working relationship with someone, you're basically saying I don't like him personally, even though – it's just code for yeah. We we tolerate each other. Yeah, so, but they don't. Wait, hold on, I, I need. We need to talk about this for one uh, second because me, can I finish my point? Yeah, that? after I say All this, right. because great working relationship is better than him coming out and saying I can't he, tolerate him, which he's he not has gonna said. Say that. But in the past, everyone knows he's. I had to get over the letter because we didn't like each other. Like we yeah. know they didn't like each other, so it hasn't gone. It's there's saying a good working relationship. I think for me as a man is a positive example of me kind of being like okay instead of just shaming him on tv now and keep talking about the past at least i'm saying we have a great working relationship yeah i i mean a little more respectful than he used to be in the past that's fair if you want to look at it that way i'm not going to look at it that way if i if someone asked me how i with with you hey how are you and sammy oh i said oh me and sammy are great love each other or have a great relationship i wouldn't say me and sammy have a great working relationship to me that's undertone for i don't like the guy if in the past i called you a quitter and a 
and a. Okay, let me just finish my point, and then you can you can rebut it as much as you want. I'm just gonna give you my, the way I'm looking at it. When he says something like that, I feel like he is taking a a shot at him, as a per, in a personal manner where he doesn't really like him as it in any way in personal life. I think LeBron James means working relationship. I think he uses his words very wisely. And he says we have a great working relationship. I think he emphasized the word working. And number two, I think he's just tired of playing with guys who are not at his level. I mean, and he just not and not just playing with guys, just working with guys who are not on his level. From the head coach, from the general manager. When he loved uh, the old general manager David Griffin, and they he wanted to keep him, and they got rid of that guy too. And so. I think LeBron James is just tired of all the people around him not being at his level. And he even said it himself. I mean, how long do I have to carry my teammates? And I don't think he means just to the players he plays with. That's how I feel. Yeah, I agree with all that. I mean, it's pretty much what I said, too. Unless he gets something into, his, into Cleveland that is right. better than it is now, he's not staying. I just kind of disagree with what you said about the Dan Gilbert thing because it's the same – it's actually – he, we know he doesn't like Dan Gilbert, correct? We've known that from the day he came back to Cleveland. Right. We so, know it, to me, you're saying it got worse because he said we have a great working relationship. To me, as a man, it, that's more respectful than yeah, what LeBron's he did going to be past. respectful on TV. That's how I feel. Yeah, I but in the past, he has talked about the letter and how it offended him so much. So, I'm saying he's, he's gotten more respectful okay. towards Dan Gilbert. So, I don't understand where your point is coming saying – He's gotten more against Dan Gilbert? I think he, well, when he says that, I didn't want Kyrie to be traded. I told the organization that. I didn't want David Griffin to be gone. Uh, the organization still did it. And then the question is, how's your relationship with Dan Gilbert? We have a great working relationship. Like, that's that's literally, to me, just cover-up. To me. Yeah. I, I see the way is. you're no, looking no, at it. No, no, because he doesn't like him. We know that. I, I think it's gotten worse. When he says that, I said this, and it didn't happen. Well, I said this, he didn't, it didn't happen. Kyrie Irving, the new GM, did. But he didn't want the GM gone. But David Griffin himself, on podcast, on, on TV, has said that they didn't come to mutual terms. I didn't get yeah. fired. We right. didn't come to mutual terms. So, I mean, the thing is, really, it, it's that's... It, that's only a half and half part of the story. That, that, so that's fair. I, I agree with you that he hates Dan Gilbert because he's hated him since he left in 2010. He's hated him since then. But to say it got worse off of indirect words and stuff, we know LeBron's indirect with his words and kind of says underlying things, but there's no concrete evidence that it's gotten worse with Dan. And do you, there's no concrete evidence that it's the same. I, I'm just I'm I'm doing the same thing as you are, and we're just I'm speculating. I know, but I'm just basing it off his words. Off his words, I'm actually more. I'm just believing what he says. Great working relationship is more of a compliment than a negative right. for a guy that you used to despise. Sure, right? <laughs> sure. All right. Me and George way. have a great working relationship, but he's never done anything wrong. But I'm just gonna say that now. So that would be to me like, okay, that's kind of rude because it's like, when did you guys have issues? But we knew they had issues, so that would be kind of an improvement to me, is how I see it. That's fair. We have. Uh, Johnny said, damn, guys, looking fresh. Thank you, Johnny. Thanks, Johnny. Uh, Devin said, I can see where George is coming from. He's being indirect. It's LeBron. Yeah, but he's always been indirect. That's kind of my point. I know you. and I completely understand your point, but I, I'm reading it differently. And at the end of the day, no one really knows. True. But uh, I, think, I, I think indirect LeBron is always indirect. So, like, nothing he says is he's direct. Pretty, he was pretty direct yesterday for the yeah. first time. But, <laughs> we'll get to it. Uh, He's always indirect on purpose, but I just think we spend too much time sometimes as a world nitpicking one or two words, like working relationship and being like, oh my God, he hates him more now because it's like, okay, well, actually he used to hate him a lot. So that's kind of, to me, it's kind of a compliment, but that's kind of the part of the media now. Every word somebody says, like Durant gets criticized for every word he says at a podium. LeBron gets criticized for every word. A coach, uh, this, yeah, that's why a I president, think, every I, I word. I completely agree with that, and that's why I think LeBron chooses his words very wisely. Yeah, and I sometimes dislike LeBron for that. I sometimes want the real LeBron like we got yesterday. Yesterday's LeBron was great. I wonder how many wines he had before. <laughs> he was sober. He was just done. I, I like real that's why i kind of like steph curry at the podium he seems like he's just saying the honest answers but i don't blame lebron sometimes because he knows shit i gotta be careful uh you know what's funny 
Huh. You know why Steph Curry says all in his answers? Because there's nothing to criticize him about. You, what are you going to criticize Curry about? If, if, if Curry literally, I, and you know me, I love Curry. He took a fake shit on the court last yeah, year. He, he, yeah, he took a fake shit on the court. He throws his mouthpieces at people. He shimmy shakes. He yells at the crowd with swear words. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes on the podium, and no one ever criticizes him because he looks like a normal guy. Not and, and not just that he looks like a normal guy. He also just, like, there's something about this Golden State team that, minus the Kevin Durant side of it, but, like, the Clay Thompson, the Dream, like, they had this such this positive aura yeah. before Kevin Durant. I think since Kevin Durant's been a little more scrutinized, but before Kevin Durant, they had such a positive aura. Yeah. Like, where everyone's like, oh, my God, like, the two kids from NBA families that are right. awesome families. They're like good looking guys. They just win so much. They broke records. They hit threes. They changed the game. They had such a positive aura that like, it's almost like at this point you can do no wrong. Right. And but, actually that's kind of what I like about Kevin, like Kevin Durant being on this team. He's kind of the odd man out. Like this team is, was way too likable. And now at least they have somewhat of a villain on the court. Somewhat. Somewhat, but like, is Kevin Durant a villain, or is he just kind of like made fun of? He, he wants did? to be a uh, villain, but he doesn't. He says but, no, literally he, he hates. But I think, don't you feel like he's embraced it a little bit here in the last couple months? I feel like he's just faking. Yeah, like but, when yeah, LeBron but, faked it in 2010. Right, but and, I, I call that almost embracing, like trying to fit the role. He's playing character. Like yesterday at the press conference, him trying to fight the guy after uh, the game in the Cleveland hotel. Or even when he hit that three, just like staring like in the abyss, like, oh, I'm so cool. But that's why I don't like him. I, I know. I, I know. It is fake. I, I, I actually, it's phony. Yeah, he's the fakest player in the NBA. And that's why I just don't, I don't need you to be like LeBron's fake at the podium. But I feel like on the court, like what we, that video we saw of LeBron, that was the real LeBron. He's being a whiner. He's a whiner, obviously. Right. Like. He's whining on the bench. Like KD from the podium to the court yep. to his personality off the court now just is completely fake trying to fit a role that doesn't fit him. Because mm-hmm. we know that's not him. Like, right. it's only half of him kind of. Like he even has said on podcasts, on Bill Simmons' podcast, like, oh, people missed the MVP speech, KD. It's like, so wh- which one are you? Like <laughs> you, he knows that himself. Like, so who are you? Oh, you see, so you missed that, huh? Yeah, like. So which one are you? Well, like, he's the he's the MVP speech KD in real life. I mean, if you go listen to those podcasts pretty closely, after a couple of bottles of wine, he or a couple of drinks of wine, he goes, you know, pouring wine. He said on well on the podcast, you can see him lighting up and starting to make jokes. Because I think that's the real him. That, that he just too. wants to fake being a a mean guy for yeah, some reason. Yeah, because everyone is being mean to him. Yeah, like you're not, you're just, a really nice guy. If someone was mean to you all the time, wouldn't you start acting a little meaner? Depends why they're mean to me. Because like, you sometimes wouldn't... I know if I did something that's wrong. He didn't do anything wrong, though. I He's... didn't say that. I said sometimes I know. No, you no, I know. Me. I know, but like. He did yourself... do something wrong for everybody outside of a Kevin Durant or or Warriors fan, right? If you don't like Kevin Durant that much, let's say, and from the right. get-go, to you that is wrong. When the, yeah, your you NBA wrong. is wrong. That's true. That's, when true. You're, that's where I understand the, the outlook of. These are NBA players. They can do what they want. Of course they can. Like I have no problem telling you that KD did what's best for him in his in his. I see heart. what you're saying. No, I but like it can feel wrong for me, right? Like yeah, yeah. I can. My friend can marry a girl and he's in love with her. But mm-hmm. I can also think for me, I don't think that was the best so, relationship for him. Are you going to be really mean to him? No, the different situation. We're talking about competitive <laughs> sports versus love. But competitive sports, you can kind of, you might be offended by somebody's move yeah. because it hurts your no, team yeah. or hurts your viewing purposes and they're millionaires because we watch these sports yeah, so and embrace it and but i, so I see th- i actually see exactly where you're you know from. but I, that's where i've always tried to say like kd as a person yeah do you man like good for you you're happy you're making money you're winning championships no problem if that's what i wanted to do guess what i would have done just that but you could also be ruining it for 80 percent other people <laughs> you are absolutely correct. I've ne- I never really thought of it that way. Like, cause I feel like every time I criticize Katie, you think about it as like, it's his choice. Like, no, I get that. Yeah. Cause it's fine for him, but like, there's still another side of the population that for them, it's not fine. Yeah. I mean, to like, me, it's fine. Yeah. But to me, it's not. So it's like, Oh, well like you, you don't mind watching this Warriors team for me. I, I hate it. watching this Warriors team. 
And I'd like this Warriors team even more if LeBron came on. I was going to say, it's probably split 50-50. It might be even more on my side, like 60-40. It is. I, I think I'd say it's... 80-20? The I ratings think, are down I, 70% yeah, from I think last year it was more 50-50, and then they won so easily in the NBA Finals last year, and it got 70-30. And now if they sweep the more, <laughs> 3-0 Finals, now it's 80-20. And when they win tonight, it'll literally be 95-5. Pretty much. It'd yeah. be like somebody, either LeBron go somewhere or get KD off the Warriors. Yeah. It's going to be the narrative for the summer. Howard Wang said, yes, let George finish his point. Thank you, Howard. That's not, that's not fair. That's George's friend. But What do you mean? Howard's not your friend? He is my friend, but he, <laughs> you, he's been your friend for a long time. And I did not let you finish your point, but I got bothered by that Dan Gilbert comment. I don't like assuming. You know what assuming does? It makes an ass out of you and me. Yeah. But you know who else is assuming? You. That the relationship is the same. No, actually... Actually, no I'm just that. no. I'm not assuming. What he said oh, we have a great working relationship. So what did I say? They have a great working relationship. You're assuming he's making telling the truth. That's not fair. You could go in circles <laughs> forever with that kind of stuff. Uh, Devin said, "Laughing my ass off, George." Uh, that was a while ago. I don't know what you said. Queen Kira said, "Hashtag Stephen Currency." Hashtag Badman KD. Hashtag Clashiest Clay. So, so, Thompson. Hashtag Forgotten Splash Bro. Hello. <laughs> the hashtag Queen returns. By the way, I like that one. Steph in currency. I've never heard that before. You, you, because he's Steph in money from three. Yeah, I, I, wow, currency. I got, I got what that meant. You know what? I'm more like Cassius Clay. Cassius, I, like cash, money, Clay. That, that's a really good one too. Forgotten Splash Bro. Queen Clay. Kira. You, that these are good. Send, send us some more. Send us some more. I love these. Two more things in free agency, George, and then I got a couple. I got five quick topics to discuss before we sign off today. All right. Chris Hayes, who is the Golden State reporter, who used to be a Cleveland reporter, who has a decent relationship with LeBron James, said LeBron is not a realistic option to land in Houston. Hmm. Now, as many people know, I poo-poo on the word sources. Uh, not my thing. I think sometimes sources are made up. Out of fairy dust in the air, somebody says something to somebody and then it gets to somebody important and all of a sudden it's a story. Sometimes they're very real. Sometimes they're fake. Today, they're saying that's not a realistic option. I'm going to poo-poo on this one because no, no way. there is no possible way it's not a option at all. Uh, if, uh, uh, Chris who? Hayes. How... how um... I like to look at his past stuff. Has this past stuff been true? Has it not? But how would it not be a real, as he says, not an option at all? He reports it is reportedly not an option. Well, it is an option um, in my opinion. But, you know, he might know more. He might know someone inside LeBron's camp. camp and the person, He works for the Warriors. He works for the Warriors. And he might have talked to, you know, um, they're in the NBA Finals. He might have talked to someone inside of LeBron's ca- camp, like a Maverick Carter or a Rich Paul, and they said, hey, what do you think about Houston? It's not a possibility. He has no interest in going He said there. the Rockets are reportedly not, in all caps, a realistic landing spot for LeBron James this offseason. Yeah, so I'm going to actually go ahead and believe him on this um, because at the end of the day, I think whoever he's talking to, he has a reputation. If, if he signs with the Rockets, it'd look bad for his reputation. So I'm, I'm going to assume it's correct, but like you say, sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. That's... Exactly. I, 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 I tend to believe the sources that tell me that LeBron James is signing with the Lakers because that's and then you don't believe the other ones. So and, it's like that's yeah. why sources are a thing where it's kind of based on your beliefs and who you're listening to and what you're listening to. Yeah, but you have to remember out of all these sources that have come out, no one's ever sourced that LeBron to LA is not an option. So we've. Oh, and they also haven't said not to Boston's not an option or to Philly. Right, or but those San are. Antonio. See, because I, really, I really think Philly, San Antonio our options we'll find out we'll find soon. out yeah i'm gonna ask you for an a through f letter grade on five options this is an article that i thought was interesting five options that could either reportedly join lebron in cleveland not reportedly but are potential free agents or trade options that could either land in cleveland or land with lebron elsewhere okay this summer now you say a to f grade as far as how much this i time like I'm the tell person you, or this time i'm gonna tell you let me finish this is my turn to finish I was going to tell you. Okay. Tell me how that fit would work with LeBron. All right, cool. Well, number five was Paul George. George, he's linked closely to LeBron. He could join him in the Lakers, but he could also pursue one of his biggest rivals to now join him in Cleveland. B plus. DeMarcus Cousin, 
has earned a lot of praise from LeBron James, mm-hmm. and it's clear the king admires his game. B minus. This article says he'd be a perfect guy to help control his hard-nosed temper and get the best out of him. You know why I would say B minus on DeMarcus Cousins? Because any guy, any big man who's joined LeBron James in the past has taken a little bit of a step down in terms of production. But I feel like DeMarcus Cousins could take a step up because he'd get more open shots. And DeMarcus Cousins actually can shoot the three. Yeah, he can. But I, I'm just that's just based on... Damian Lillard. There are a lot of rumors pointing towards the Blazers quietly trying to explode, explore the market for either standout backcourt players. Uh, and Lillard would be a prime Kyrie Irving replacement for James. Hey. That'd be I really think, cool. I think that'd be a really good fit. Me too. And I, even out of those three guys, I think he's the worst player you've named so far. I think he's better than DeMarcus Cousins right now coming off an Achilles injury. Maybe. But if if all last time DeMarcus played healthy and Damien healthy, I like uh, but let's let's put some respect on Damien Lillard I, I over am. Paul George. Paul George, had, Damian Lillard has brought Portland to like a three seed, a four seed, a couple of years in a row. CJ McCollum was the second best player. Paul George has been in some more prime situations and had almost the same results. I, I mean, Paul George has taken to the Pacers to the Eastern Conference Finals twice, and once took LeBron James and the Miami Heat to seven games and lost. Took him seven. Well, Damian Lillard ha- hasn't gotten into the third round. I know, but the East is different. Yeah, the Portland Trailblazers yeah. are probably better than the Pacers for a couple of years too. True. Carl Anthony Towns. It looks like it might be coming to an end in Minnesota. I know. Is that weird? Kind of. Yeah. It's kind of early. It feels like. Yeah, I know. Um, he'd be a a. He's a great player. <laughs> and last but not least, Kawhi Leonard is a prime trade target if he wants out of. A plus. There's no one better than Kawhi with LeBron. I mean, he, Kawhi would be just a perfect fit with LeBron James. Honestly, I would love it. Same. Yeah, I would love it. All right, George. We got a couple quick topics. We're just going to hit a minute on each, and then we're going to be signing off on our Not So Casual Friday and hit right. the weekend and hit the last game of the NBA season tonight. Chris Mannix says Kyrie is a real threat to go to the New York Knicks next year. Um, I heard this originally on The Herd on Fox Sports this morning, and then I looked up the article, and he's saying, you know, Kyrie, actually, if you look at it carefully, mm-hmm. he would, did not have Boston on his list of teams he wanted to be traded to. He, was, he wrote Phoenix, Minnesota, New York, San Antonio. Boston was not one of those options. And he has reportedly told a lot of players in the Cavs locker room in the past that he wanted to be a Nick one day because he's from New Jersey. So he would love that to be part of his resume one day. And I heard something interesting today. He is kind of flaky. Yeah, I, I believe it. So I, do I. I. I feel like Kyrie's the type of guy who I, I like Kyrie Irving, but he, you know, he'll hang. He probably date a girl for two years, then break up. He dated Kaylani, didn't he? And then she went back with Party Next Door, and then like he was in that weird. Uh, who, who are these people? Kaylani, the famous singer, Party yeah. Next Door. You know who I Party know Party Next, Next Door is. And. It, he just has had a little bit of a flaky pass. Yes. Like. So, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. And he didn't pick Boston, and he's a young guy, 26 years he old. He hasn't re-signed that extension. Yeah. And Boston's stacking up the deck on their own team. Maybe yeah. he's like, you know what? I didn't sign up to be if like. I was Boston, why not just trade him now? You have a point guard in Terry Rogier For cheaper. And yeah. and you look at it. Kyrie Irving's like, I, got, I asked to leave LeBron not to join four other stars over here. Right. Fair so enough. Might be one of his reasons. Terrell Owens T-O. will not go to his Hall of Fame um, induction ceremony. And uh, for me, it kind of is interesting because it's like, this is almost why people didn't want you in the Hall of Fame. Because this is like this is why you weren't, you know, there was always all this drama, like why isn't he in the Hall of Fame yet, whatever, right? Or like, here's is he going to get in? Kind of here's why. Because you're, you're kind of, I'm not going to say a troublemaker. He doesn't make trouble. I mean, but he's never been a drama maker. He's a drama maker. Like, why are you not showing up to your Hall of Fame induction? <laughs> Maybe he didn't want to cry. No, seriously. Like, why is uh, he? I'm, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's Terrell Owens. He thinks he's still going to make the NFL this year. Like, that's why it's just funny to me because it's like almost like this is why. I know. People didn't want, not people, but like, this is why you had a bad narrative. Exactly. Stuff like this. Trump said today, George, no invite for the NBA teams to the White House. I, I like the move by Trump. You know why? Why? He beats him to the punch because they were not, they were going to decline his invite anyway. He, he did not beat them to the punch. He's actually a punch behind again for the third time in a <laughs> oh, row. That's true. Because the Eagles declined his invite, and guess what he did? Then 
uninvited. Yeah, but this time he's not even LeBron James said, neither team, he said this three days ago, neither team, us or the Warriors, will go to the White House. He's like, I'm speaking on the behalf of them because we don't want the invite. And then Steph Curry said, I'll double down on what LeBron said. Neither one of us want an invite. And then today, three days later, Trump says, no invite for both teams. So he's kind of confirming. He's like, LeBron's like, I don't want an invite. So he's like, fine, no invite. But like, at some point, just let it rest. Uh, like, just <laughs> just let it go. Just let it go. Yeah, that's the that's the best way to just let it go, man. Like they said, they don't want to come. Just don't talk about yeah, it. Yeah, just don't talk. About it. Just don't even no. Don't even do an invite or no invite. Just just don't send an invite. Washington D.C. Speaking of Trump, has won their first major sports championship since since 1989 or 90. And it is the Washington Capitals NHL. I think it's 89. Okay. And. Congratulations to them, Ovechkin, who's known as one of the better players in the NHL. Yep. Um, who is now the most tortured sports city in the United States? I think it's gone down to Minnesota and Atlanta now. Minnesota hasn't won since 1991. Kirby Puckett in the Minnesota Twins, or 92 in the Minnesota Twins, and the Braves in Atlanta haven't won since 1995. Other than that, every single real major city in the why you say real? You don't count Buffalo Bills? I don't count the Buffalo Bills. Um, See, Cleveland's a weird one because... They got one, both. They got one, but they're kind of tortured. Because, yeah, they're tortured. Because they're also going to have LeBron leave them again this summer, probably, mm-hmm. and then be tortured again for another 50 years. I mean, like, championship deprived. How about Charlotte? Has Charlotte got any? I don't consider it. You don't consider it major? Well, I mean, but they have a basketball team. They have a football team. Oh, at the Carolina Panthers? Yeah. It does for me when your team's not even the name of like the city doesn't count other than New England for Boston. Okay, like it's got to be in like. All right, major. so who who's the big most tortured or you think like deprived of a championship city? I don't know. I can't answer that on the spot to be honest. All right, I'm gonna go Oakland. With, Oakland has the Golden State Warriors. That they, they count as San Francisco. They're the whole Bay Area. They Oakland. They're moving to San Francisco next year because they're considered San Francisco. The Bay. Area. The I A's and the Raiders, and they're taking away the Raiders. Oakland. Yeah, Oakland, not to, George. Oakland and San Francisco are different cities. The Where, Giants, the the are Warriors play in Oakland. I don't count them as an Oakland team. I don't, I'm talking about the name. They got of the E Ford. They got courtside forty sitting there every game. That has nothing to do with them winning or not. I'm saying I don't consider. I consider the Warriors San Francisco. That's just me. I know they play in Oakland, but off my they're moving to San Francisco for a reason. Okay, I I think it's Minnesota. No. No. They haven't won anything since the early 90s. Whatever. The Vikings have been fun. The Vikings have... Has it been fun? What does the word fun mean I said championship... Most championship-deprived city. Okay, then we'll go with Charlotte. For just talking championships, I mean, that's not the only thing to be deprived of. I'd rather be in a city where my team goes to a bunch of deep playoff runs and all this than just to not... I mean, there's big differences, you know? Right. Like... I would rather be the Buffalo Bills and go to four straight Super Bowls and lose all of them than to be a team that has no championships. Would you rather be the Vikings or, and get their – they have stomach punches every day. Yeah, at least they're in the playoffs the every Walsh, year. What's, what's year. worse? What happens to the Vikings when they get stomach punches or being a fan of the Seattle Mariners and not making the playoffs in 2001? At least I don't have any heartbreak. That's not true. You're heartbroken a whole season instead of one game. You can't even enjoy watching when a team doesn't make a playoffs. For, for, I prefer my team to go lose – this Me is too. Kind of I like actually my, do too. It's kind of like my LeBron theory. I, I know he goes to the finals and loses, but at least he's going to the finals. And oh, no, I can agree being with in that, there. of course. Jeff Green had a heart-to-heart today on a on an interview talking about how he didn't see past 26 almost, his heart problems, know, crazy. and how he almost pretty much gave up his life for the game of basketball. Because if he, he, he was told to stop playing, and he said, I got to play. I mean, it's pretty crazy. Um, watch out for your health always. Seriously. Last but not least, Clay Thompson is launching a baller basketball brand bags. Cool. So he's releasing this new handbag kind of thing. It's almost like a weekender bag. And I just found it was they're really cool actually. They look pretty cool. People to do this. But Clay that's Thompson's what was interesting. Least likely. I'm kind of shocked. It's like this leathered skin, look like crocodile snake skin type of like weekender Are bag. It's called in, like the baller design bags. Is it made um, from this, the Chinese? Like is it or is it his own? Like I have no idea. But it's a Clay Thompson thing. You can look it up on the internet. It's pretty interesting. I just thought it was funny because it was Clay Thompson. Yeah, no, that's I, out of all I, people. I wouldn't expect it. I thought it'd be Westbrook or like a LeBron or a Curry, mm-hmm. even like, but not not Clay. Clay, that'd, that'd be like Kawhi Leonard coming out with like a jean brand. I'd exactly. Be like, hmm. 
Kind of weird. Let's hit a couple comments really quick, and then we got to get going. We had we had Drew saying, "I can see why. I don't think he would be a good fit in Houston." Interesting. Um, Queen Kira said, "Anthony Bourdain said it best last year. You got to live." For you, your joys, interests, passions, talent, and what you're good at, not what the market wants. Duran is living his best life. I agree. I like that. And I've always said, I'm happy for him living his life. I'm just saying. doesn't mean I like it. For me. Not, <laughs> not for him. Li- it's not that I don't like it for him. I just don't like it for me. No, absolutely. Uh, Queen Carey said, or the Nets for Kyrie, which is close to New Jersey. That makes sense. Yeah, but I could see him more as a Nick. Me he too. wants to save the Knicks, not save the Nets. Queen Kira also said Town could come to Brooklyn Nets to be alongside fellow draftees from 2015. D'Angelo Russell and Julio Okafor. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Carl Anthony Towns is clamoring for the days of D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, because he's... You might like D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, but they're already not... He's trying to go to, I think, more of a winning situation. I I agree. I actually, You know what? The whole Phoenix thing makes sense to me with him and Devin Booker. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll we see will. See you soon. Hope you guys enjoy the last day of the NBA Finals today. Um, enjoy potentially the last time we ever see LeBron in Cleveland today. Oh, yeah, that's right. Even if they win today, it could be the last time you ever see him play in Cleveland. Yeah. Well, not ever because he'd as a Cleveland play, as a Cleveland Cavalier. Um, so enjoy that. And uh, go visit Son Shop, S-O-N-T-Shop.com. You can get all your Son gear and all your sporting NFL, NBA, baseball, whatever you like, fun gear. Check out the GOAT collection. It's my favorite thing on that site. So go to SONTshop.com. On top of that, go to iTunes, hit Sont Live or on SoundCloud to download the podcast if you missed the show live. And you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Sont Sports, S-O-N-T Sports. We'll see you guys Monday. I hope you guys enjoyed Not So Casual Friday morning show. Uh, let us know your thoughts in the comments. George, this is Sports on Tap, and this is Sports Radio. Redefined. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.